Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've talked before about adverse possession, and somebody sent me notes to Steve. Wouldn't adverse possession play into this story? And interestingly, no, it would not. I'll explain why, but i got to tell you the story first. Mark Kuzau wrote this for the Jersey Journal. Peter sent it to me, among others. Homeowners took liberties, extending their backyards, and now a former Jersey City mayor is suing to get the land back. On a stretch of Garfield Avenue in Jersey City sits a row of homes on the east side of the street, unremarkable except perhaps for what appears to be unusually large backyards, one with an in-ground swimming pool and patio and others with sheds, patios, and fencing. It turns out, however, that portions of those backyards don't belong to the property owners of those houses. The land is part of a long, vacant parcel, and the new owner, former Jersey City Mayor Brett Schundler, is taking it back as part of a large charter school complex. Schundler and his friends of Quality Education nonprofit announced plans in January to build a campus on the empty six-acre site nestled between the backyards of the Garfield Avenue homes and a studio, I guess movie studios, where they show movies. But it appears the homeowners who have come to think of that extra real estate as their own don't appear ready to give it up easily. Schundler is the co-founder of Beloved Community Charter School and Empowerment Academy. He filed a lawsuit in Hudson County Superior Court in July seeking to force the removal of all the encroachments either by the owners or he'll do it himself. The 97-page suit, which includes 91 pages of exhibits and documentation of the encroachments, does not place blame on anyone, but asks that the impediments to his project be removed. The reality is we have to begin construction, he said. The schools are growing, and one of the greatest challenges that they have is you need to have a place there when you add a grade level or some incremental students where there's no place for them. The homes are standard 25 to 30 by 100-foot lots, and the flat backyard slopes down approximately 30 feet to the large vacant area. Everything after 100 feet east of Garfield Avenue belongs to the school complex. The $120 million project calls for two schools, an elementary school, and a middle school, located on the south side of Caven Point Avenue, east of Garfield Avenue and north of Bayview Avenue. Plans submitted to the city hall for the slope to be cleared and a retaining wall, which would create parking spaces for the schools. When we bought the property, it was new construction, and the back is really like a dumpster, said one of the owners. So we improved it and cleaned it, and then after some time I get divorced, I improved the backyard myself. The land for the project was owned by Jersey City before being transferred to the Jersey City Municipal Utilities Authority, the Jersey City Redevelopment Authority, and finally Schundler under the nonprofit Friends of Quality Education. And that last sale there was for $7.5 million. A groundbreaking was expected this past spring, but the lawsuit says that a survey done in June showed the backyards of the 13 Garfield Avenue properties were extended onto the school site in varying ways. Now, the property owners said in an interview with the Jersey Journal that they were blindsided in June by news of the charter school being built, even though the plans were revealed in January and approved by the city's planning board in February. The Jersey Journal published a story with renderings on January 30th in its print edition. We were not expecting it, one property owner. We had the understanding that there was not going to be a lot for the city, so of course we're upset because we should have been informed beforehand. Some of the property owners have lived there for decades and implied that they made improvements to the land. 
The city should have at least provided the opportunity for us to purchase the space, one of the owners named the lawsuit said. Well, it was for sale for $7.5 million. Are the 10 of you going to pitch in and do that? I'm curious to know if you were actually willing to do that because they're not going to sell one slice for your backyard most likely. There were also accusations from the owners that the land is contaminated with chromium, which the current now owner denies. Uh, One owner says at least being provided the opportunity knowing that it was for sale because we've maintained it for most of us for at least 20 to 40 years and it was left unkempt by the city. So here's the question. Adverse possession. And, And I don't know one of the facts about this. and I'll get that in a second. But if you own a piece of property, let's suppose you own a big piece of property. Let's say it's 20 acres. You own 20 acres, and you build a house over at one side of your 20 acres. There's a road over here. And you know that the 20 acres goes all the way back, and there's so there's 10 acres here and 10 acres here, but they're attached. It's one, one, one plot of land. Somebody comes along and mistakenly thinks that this is their land over here, and they build a house on it. It's on your property. And they build the house, they pay the taxes, they do all this stuff, and they live there for 10 or 15 or 20 years. You come along 25 years later and say, hey, your house is on my property. They go, I thought this was my property um, for whatever reason. And let's assume they've got a good faith belief, belief it's their property, that when they built the house. So you go, no, it's not. Get your house off my property. They go, no. They can sue the quiet title under a theory of adverse possession. And there's a whole bunch of elements that go into it. But generally speaking, it's you have to treat the property like it's your own, such that other people would look at it and go, yeah, that's his property. He built a house on it. He lives there. He pays the taxes on it. If you ask him, he'll tell you. He's not doing this in secret. It's open. It's notorious, as they call it. So after a period of time, adverse possession actually gives title to the person who's done that. Depends on the state. I've heard of states where it's as short as five or seven years. Common law was 20 years. Michigan is 15. So you go, wait, Steve, in the story you said, some of these people claim they've lived there for 20 to 40 years, and they've made improvements on the land. Isn't it adverse possession? Well, many laws have got exceptions where it won't apply here. And one of the most common exceptions you hear talked about in adverse possession is you cannot get adverse possession against the government. Because, remember that for adverse possession to work, you've got to take over a piece of land and treat it like it's your own. And the presumption is that if the state actually had to run around and police all of their land, number one, they couldn't do it. Number two, they say, let's just say the land is, the land is being used by the state at all times. So I'll give you an example. A state park. If you look at a map of the state of Michigan where they actually have all the state parks and state forests marked, there are state forests in Michigan that contain hundreds of thousands of acres of land. So if you could get adverse possession against the state, what you would do is you'd go as deep as you could into one of these state forests, build a house back there, and see if the state found you within 15 years. And if they didn't, you'd say, guess what? It's all mine now. It's all mine. You go to court, quiet title. You now own a big chunk of the state forest because you built a house back there. So the state would have to run around and police all this public property. And number two, one of the reasons adverse possession exists is that the thinking is that if somebody has a piece of property 
that they are literally not paying attention to, to the point where they don't know someone's built a house on it for 15 or 20 years. Well, the person who built the house has improved, it's paying taxes, they're doing all this stuff that you weren't doing and you weren't even aware they were doing it. It's kind of like on you. But the state is presumed, again, to be using all of its property and doing what's necessary to keep it because they are the custodians of it for the residents of the state. So when we say the state has a piece of property, it's owned by the state, but they're holding it in trust, in essence, for me and all other residents of the state of Michigan. And so it's in our best interest to have this exception exist. So I know for a fact that it does exist. I did research on this for a while because a client of mine a long time ago got in a fight with a municipality, had a piece of property that bordered a city park, and my client put something up on one side of the line which I believe was on his property. But the city came by and said, we want you to take that down because we fear it's encroaching on our property. But they hadn't done a survey. And that's one of the things they were fighting over, was who's going to pay for the survey. And at one point, the municipality said, well, we're concerned if we leave it there, you're going to claim adverse possession. And we had to point out to them and say, we can't claim adverse possession against you because you're a municipality. They're like, oh, oh, we'll have to go talk to the city attorney about that. Yeah, you probably should. And they did. So I'm assuming that if this land was owned by the city up until recently, then the people who improved that land might not be able to claim adverse possession due to the exception of it being owned by a government entity. Now, the thing I said I don't know is that in the story of the chain of title, this changed hands a bunch of times from one entity to another to another, but the other entities sounded like they may have been subdivisions of the municipal government. So if it's from one department to another, then that would be the government. However, if it went into private hands and was in private hands for 15 or 20 years, whatever the length of time is in New Jersey, if it was in private hands those entire time and people made improvements, then they can make the argument of adverse possession. But again, what kind of improvements did you make? Did you simply mow the lawn or did you build on it? Because in some states, they'll say simply mowing the lawn or cleaning it up, things like that don't count. It's got to be where you do open and obvious things to, to establish that this is my property. And clearly I'm doing these things because if it wasn't my property, I wouldn't be doing them. So yeah, if you built a pool there, that might do it. Simply mowing it or cleaning it up, that wouldn't do it. Some people will clean up a vacant lot that they don't own just because it's an eyesore. And, and God bless them, but they don't get to keep the property. You know? So this is a, a strange story, but you can imagine that if you bought a piece of property and your property went down, there's no clear, obvious property line, and it went down, but it was becoming a dump from the other road back, like it was, the, the dump was coming up and encroaching on your yard, that you might clean that up and start taking care of it and treating it like it's your own. What level did you take it to, though? Did you simply clean it up? Did you mow it? Or did you build on it? And then the second question becomes, if you back up 20 years or whatever the length of time is necessary in New Jersey, who owned it then? Was it a government entity or was it a private entity? Because a private entity would be on them to come in and make sure nothing's getting built on their property. If it's the city, you might just be out of luck because of that exception. But I don't know for a fact that that exception exists in New Jersey. Also, it might not. But I know that it ex exists in a lot of places, in a lot of places. But I, I got tired a long time ago of saying, you know, 
I'm sure it's there because it almost always is. With my luck, it's going to be in 49 states, but not New Jersey. <laughs> so we'll see. But Peter was one of the people who sent this to me. Thanks a lot. Homeowners took liberties extending their backyards. Now a former Jersey City mayor is suing to get the land back for his charter school. Mark Cosau wrote that for the Jersey Journal. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The reason I talk to myself is because I'm the only one whose answers I accept.